bollocks. Hello and welcome to Unclassical. Hello everybody, welcome back to a new season. Woo, and this season we are going to be looking at Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca. Ooh, Daphne du Maurier. It's a great name. I don't name. know any other text that they've written. It's an amazing name. She wrote Jamaica Inn. Oh, I've, I've heard of the Jamaica Inn in Cornwall. Yeah, I, 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 I think didn't it's... Know. It was based on a book. I, mean, I don't really know either. You'd think I did this in my research, but I did not. Um, yeah. She also wrote something else that's famous and I've heard of, and I can't remember what it was, so there's that. <laughs> a, that's a great read, I hear. Great the Jamaica read. Inn in Cornwall is meant to be like proper haunted. I think they do like haunted tours and stuff. Yeah, so I'm quite curious to read. Um, I, I'm assuming it is the same one because she's from Cornwall. Um, so uh. I'm very intrigued to read it and visit because and I like that the stuff. World's- because you can stay there. Oh my god! When the world's back to normal, we should do like an unclassical episode recorded there slash ghost hunting thing. Yeah, that'd be fun. So that's planned for that. when the world revives. We're still in lockdown, as we always yeah. are. Oh my god, guys! Like, are you feeling suicidal? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm just so tired. Just, I'm so bored of it. Like, no. I mean, uplifting, happy. We're here for escapism. <gasps> I want to be in Italy now. Oh fuck! They, it, this the story starts in fucking Monte Carlo. Oh my god! Okay, I don't know if this is going to be good escapism or if I'm just going to be like fuck the lot of years. Well, it's all right. I don't focus much on the nice scenery. It's mostly on people being dickheads. So okay, that. good. Uh, that, that I can get behind. That I yeah. can get behind. Um, so to kick things off, um, mm. so Rebecca was published. Oh, we didn't in- introduce ourselves, guys. Mm. I'm Marsha. And I'm Katie. I, I'm going to be taking and this is you... unclassical. Yeah, and, and I'm going to be taking you through, Rebecca, because I read it. Marsha didn't, so... You don't didn't. fucking yeah. know anything! <laughs> so come on the journey with us! It's Rural, uh... journey! <laughs> We're all newbies here. Let's uh, settle in for the story. Settle Go right Although, actually, when I started reading this, I hadn't seen the film, so I didn't know any of the twists and turns mm. and stuff. Marsha did, and it's just like, like this bit happens, and she's like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. okay, like, I really like feel for this character, and I think this character might be a dick. Uh-huh. 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 We're going to... Uh, just finish the book. <laughs> We're going to have to unpack some bits. So, <laughs> it was published in 1938, and um, so we assume it's probably set around that kind of time. Mm. I kind of imagine it was probably set more in the early mid 30s simply because um i mean you know they're clearly the conservatives that live a very sheltered life but there's just no mention mm. of the war coming up and obviously that's <laughs> 19 and it's kind of pans over like a year or so the book so yeah i just feel it must have been a couple of years earlier you know yeah like you kind of think that might have you know warranted a slight mention yeah but no one seems to mention it so I, I assume it's a little earlier than that, but we, it's not really okay. ever said. Um, Daphne du Maurier was quite cool. Um, mm. And I feel for her. So in her life, she said that she wished she'd been born a boy. And she kind of like maintained Aww. that feeling. So She's like Joe from Little Women. She is like Joe from Little Women. But obviously, you know, being of that kind of time and stuff um, and, you know, of noble descent um she was never she was never allowed to kind of pursue her actual wants in life so she led a very unhappy marriage um in which case in where she had as it's like said in um like news articles she had a love affair with a woman and it's like no she had a girlfriend because she was a lesbian 
and was yeah. forced not and to. She didn't dig her husband that yeah. she was forced to marry. Exactly. Yeah, fair enough. So, you know, she could have actually had a nice life if people weren't a bunch of pricks. If people didn't force you onto the paths that you don't want for all just stupid reasons of tradition and oh, what you so think is stupid. Sorry, guys, this means nothing to you, but Katie, does it look right now like I don't have an eyebrow on that side of my face? Yes. That'd be a weird life, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just sort of like going over my notes and... Um, uh, and so my first sentence is Rebecca starts with the hero hero for um female character, um, mm. and I just read it as Rebecca was the hero of the story, and I was like, no, she fucking ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, you sit your ass down. You sit your ass down. I realize it's named after you, but weirdly, it's not about you. I mean, it kind of oh is. So, it's not. Sorry, if you're going to say this in a bit, but so okay, no, you'll go on to it in a bit. I was going to say how the main character. We never know her fucking name. Oh my god, it pisses really? me off. So in my notes, because all all we know of her name is either the narrator or mm. Mrs. De Winter, Mrs. De Winter, the second Mrs. Yeah. De Winter. So in my notes, she's D, she's DW two point oh. DW2. Okay. But yeah, if no one knows the story, that probably was a bit weird to hear at this point. So I will shut up. And please, so anyway. Please. Make way for D DW 2.0 before she's DW 2.0 because she hasn't met the guy yet. So uh, that's yeah. kind of where we are. But unfortunately, <laughs> Spoilers, they do get married. <laughs> spoilers alert. They do get married. It, it's fine. It's not really a spoiler. <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we've got the second Mrs. De Winter before yeah. she's Mrs. De Winter, say the narrator. Um, mm. And the book starts with her um, in the modern day, like in the here and now, as it were. Um, reflecting, mm. being like, oh, I dreamed of Manderley again last night, but we will never go there again. It is gone. And she's just sort of like, it is a good 10 pages. Well, it's a good 10 pages of talking about all the different fucking flowers. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> also, I'd like to point out, I'd like to point this out. So, in this dream, Manderley is all overgrown, so she's talking about all the overgrown flowers. Then, right. again, spoiler alert, she does fucking go to Mandalay at some point in the story. She then mm. repeats this same, exact same thing with the flowers that are actually there. Oh, and then how they no are in the spring cares. versus how they are in the summer. And it's like, I don't fucking give a shit. If I wanted a book on fucking horticulture, I'd like, you know, get the works of... Um, the horticulturist. No, that gardener that did ground force. I don't fucking know. It wasn't Trevor McDonald. That's a new Zachary journalist. Oh, I What's don't. his name? He lives where I live. Katie! Alan Titchmarsh! Yes, I'd get the collective works of Alan Titchmarsh. I'm really glad that joke wasn't painful for anyone. <laughs> it was uh, very well thought out. You know yeah. when you're saying it and you're like, and this will land when I say the name. What's his fucking name? <laughs> it's very hard. Like, I swear lockdown has made my brain slower. It's, it's really hard. Yeah. I was writing this earlier. I, I can and have I was a like, full-time oh, job every oh, again. Oh, God. I have no idea how I'm going to go back to work. Like, I need a good, solid <laughs> nap every day. I used to wake up at six every day to go to work. Disgusting. I struggled to get out of bed past ten. Like, before I know. ten. <laughs> it's oh. it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Anyone life, else worried about fast. return to normal life? Like, obviously, there'll be good stuff, but I am worried for how much I need my bed. <laughs> yeah, and also just, like, burnout at work. Like, I've just been around too many people now. I need to go to sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> and recoup. I don't know how I'm meant to... I don't know how to talk to humans again. 
think we're going to need a lot more sick days. But anyway, anyway, back to the story. So, yeah, so she's like... In the, like, like the here and now, she's reflecting on like how she'll never go to Mandalay again. But um, you know, she's got, she's got uh, her hubby with her, and they're they're very happy, um, in their own sort of awkward way. Um, there's like this weird bit where um, so we learn that Mrs. De Winter, um, that the the Winters are somewhere abroad and they never stay in a place too long. They're always on to the next one. Um, she's depicted as being like more the responsible one of the pair like her and Mr. De Winter you know she kind of like takes care of him and they're they're always keen to hear like news of home of England and stuff yeah Um, and then you know like if any mention of Mandalay or something close to comes across his face will grow dark and shadowy but soon he puts it deep and like is able to change the topic and move on and it's like yeah, that doesn't sound unhealthy or anything. Obviously, men yeah. aren't allowed emotions, so he can't express of himself. Not. So mm, and they're running away from something. So uh, it sounds something like that, and something's gone Mysterious. on. Yeah. Mm. So now we take a trip down memory lane, um, and so it's kind of like it's where Mrs. De Winter two and uh, Maxim De Winter are going to meet. So at this point, Mrs. De, the um, Second Mrs. De Winter is like uh, 20, around there. Um, she's yeah. pretty much just left finishing school and she's got a job as a lady's maid. Um, as a, as a mm-hmm. lady's, yeah, lady's maid. Um, to mm-hmm. a very rich American lady who's like very snobby and over the top. Um, yeah. To Mrs. Van Hopper. Um, Van Hopper. And she always likes to dine in expensive restaurants and always likes to make sure whatever she's eating is much nicer than whatever um, Mrs. DW 2.0 has got to eat. They can't literally order the same dinner. No, she has to have a better version what? of it because she's a snob and um, Mrs. DW 2.0 is staff. So that, she's not allowed to buy the food. I saw like the Rebecca film on Netflix and I swear like, yeah, she goes to lunch one day when uh, her Van Hopper lady's ill and she's like, you can't dine in the restaurant or someone says she can't dine yeah, in the restaurant because she's not, helped. That's not actually in the book. In, it's, yeah. it's more subtle in the book. So basically all the like the staff and waiters and stuff, it's not like... Mrs. DeWitt, it's not like Mrs. Van Hopper is like, make sure you bring her the, the yesterday's cut of meat or anything. Yeah. It's like they look down on her and don't think she's worthy of the good stuff, so they give her the leftover shit stuff. Like That's so mean. That's proper, like, um, not little women, pretty woman vibes. Yeah, it's really fucked. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she can still eat at their table and stuff. She's not like... Because <laughs> also with that as well, like in the film, like, well, it's like you can't eat on the um, veranda. But like it is yeah. a bit like so I I'm not allowed to eat here while my while the lady's ill upstairs no and it's like no you can still fucking eat here <laughs> like, yeah like, that, that's a, that's a okay no you'll look scruffy outside the front scruffy oh that's something that did annoy me about the film to anyone who's seen oh. the Rebecca film so on that the newer Netflix one not yeah. the Hitchcock one although I think from the Hitchcock mm. one as well. The person who plays the second Mrs. De Winter is very beautiful and stylish. Mm. And she's now. Yeah. She's an awkward. <laughs> she doesn't know how to do her hair. She, like, her cl- most of her clothes as well. Katie's saying this right now with her head full of rollers. <laughs> she doesn't know how to do her hair. I don't know how to do it. I've established that I've done it wrong at the back and I'm going to end up with what's going to look like a balding crown. So I'm going to end up looking a bit like a monk. You're a regular De Winter 2.0. I am a regular De Winter 2.0. But yeah, like most... Oh my God, complete tangent, sorry. But I still get freaked out that where I live, there is an actual monastery with monks. And you can go like visit it, not in lockdown times, and they make gin. And I really want to go visit it. But I also feel feel like... I don't know. It's like making entertainment out of something that shouldn't be entertainment. But I'm, I'm just cute. I'm curious about monks. Yeah, yeah. 
But it is a strange thing, the monk, isn't it's it? It's like a plague doctor or something. I just don't understand how they're still a thing in modern times. And they wear like, um, oh no, a, a nun wears a habit. Well, they wear monk robes. I want to see a monk in a monk robe at a monastery. I am, this again, some just like going off your tangent. I've been like listening to the um, Headspace thing on Netflix. It's mm. like guided meditation. And mm. the guy in there, like I've only listened to the first two episodes so far because um, I fell asleep. Mm. <laughs> it's very relaxing. Yeah. Um, but he, he went away and became a monk for a while. And I'm just like, because, you know, he had like... A Catholic monk. No, I bet he was Buddhist a Buddhist monk. monk. Yeah, yeah, he's a full-blown Catholic. Scary. I mean, no offense, guys, you do you, but let's be honest, a little weird. Yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I just, I get like the, I mean, you know, I'm intrigued by the benefits of things like meditation and stuff. I don't know a lot about um Catholic monks, but um, me neither. So I want to go. <laughs> I feel like meditating would be better if it involved pizza. Yeah, yeah, that. I mean, these monks just make gin. I mean, again, fair, sounds good. you're going to make something. Yeah. yeah. I want to drink monk gin. I'll drink a monk gin. <laughs> yeah. Do okay. they drink? Well, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, oh, how do you she... know it's good gin if you don't drink the monk gin? I mean, oh. maybe they try it. I'm afraid. I don't know. Maybe that's why it's the only way they can, like, get away with having a cheeky sipple. Like, I made it. I have to test it. Just test it's all right, brother. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you can go for, like, tours of the place. But, yeah, I found out about it, like, not that long uh, before lockdown, and then they've been shut since that. Which fair enough. I mean, you don't want to go in and give all the monks COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do they ever just like have to nip to Sainsbury's? Well, I did see. I don't think he was a monk. Cause he was very snazzy. But I did see someone who looked like a terrifying, like dressed up like priest, and he had kind of like evil looking eyes. No offense, guys. Um, but he was in like um, red and black um, robes and was very, very over the top as well. I like don't know if devil. he was a monk or some kind of priest. Yeah. Like red. This is the thing. He was wearing red and black um, robes. He had very pointy eyebrows. Like, there's a reason I say he looked evil. <laughs> it's like a fucking comic book villain. I know. And I was really like, oh, it's freeze. And then I think I explained it to someone. They were like, were they in costume? And I was like, it's not Halloween. And also, there's like a monastery up the road. I think he's like a legit priest or very fancy monk. Well, I'm never in coming to Walton again because I'm afraid. Um, I'm yeah, easily startled. I, I, <laughs> it was startling I'm scared I'm scared <laughs> you live near him he's watching you I know why wasn't he in the monastery I thought they couldn't leave <laughs> well this is the thing like do they never just need a pint of milk like do they always have to have internet delivery do they use the internet does God I just so provide the food is any one of our listeners a monk <laughs> I highly doubt it well, if you are, let us know. I am, I am intrigued. Going back to Rebecca, no one here is a monk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's your hair that made me think of it. Oh, yeah, my little anyway. monk bald spot. Um, <laughs> where are we? So, yeah, Mrs. Um, Mrs. DW 2.0 um, is, like, yeah, chilling with, with her with um, Mrs Van Hopper who is just like you know that person who just like blunders their way through conversations and mm. like doesn't pick up on social cues and that kind of oh, thing dad. yeah she's literally our dad there is a bit later <laughs> on it's like to be fair tactless our dad um yeah so but like 
Mrs. DW does pick up on the social cues, but because she's young and, you know, not in that quite class, she can't really comment or say anything, but she's just there, like, cringing. I'm like, yo, you're being a con. <laughs> yeah, so she always, like, kind of cringes when she they have these moments. And um, one, d- <clears throat> one day they're having lunch and um, Mrs. Van Ho- Hopper is like, oh, that is Maxim de Winter over there. He's got oh. the most amazing house, Mandalay, in, in the, in, um, back in England. Oh, I must um, talk to him because he's friends with my nephew Billy and everything. Um, and so she sends Mrs. DW up to get the, uh, um, like, photos from Billy's wedding and stuff. Um, but she's gone a little while, you know, looking for them. And when she comes down, um, she, she's clear, like, Mrs. Van Hopper's clearly, like, seen that Maxim's about to leave. So she invites him over to their table. Um, and so she goes over to join them and everything. And... So Mrs. Um, Van Hopper introduces her in a way that's like, she's lowly, you don't have to worry about trying to include her in conversation. Um, it's just awkward. It's just awkward. But um, Mr. De Winter is like, no, no, it's cool. Like, and like gives up the nice seat so that he'll have the hard seat for her and everything. And Mrs. Van yeah. Hopper isn't happy about that and everything. Um, but obviously can't really say anything because awkward. And he's like, I'll get you guys yeah. coffee. It's on me. Don't worry. But like, you know, by doing that, it includes her more in like the, the vibe of it rather than just like almost being like a waitress being like i'll get the coffee um yeah and so mrs van hopper um is just sort of like plowing on about like oh i would so love to see mandalay um it's so sad that you're not there like how come you're not there and he's clearly quite uncomfortable with it and he's like i um i needed a bit of time um and she's like oh yes of course because your wife died tragically didn't she oh that was awful it was all in the papers and it's just brilliant thanks yeah and so obviously he's getting really uncomfortable with this and she's just plowing on winter 2.0 is just like what is wrong with you literally just like cringing and everything and like kill me kill me now after um so then she starts like going on about like the fashions of the day and everything and going on and on and but also still making these comments to be and sort of like oh i know that the mandalay ball was always the most fashionable event i'm sure like it, you'll be hosting that again soon and it's just like again really... my wife just died so maybe we'll be having a massive party oh. literally like and so he kind of like gets up to go and he's like oh don't let um don't let me keep you fashions change so quickly nowadays they may even have um changed by the time you get upstairs um oh. and kind of makes yeah, a bit of a sassy remark um which makes dw 2.0 blush and she's like that's fucking embarrassing because yeah he hates us because you suck um bob doesn't say any of that and it goes completely over mrs van hopper's head um Mm. it hops over her head it hops clean over so um yeah she's i feel like this is just gonna be a reoccurring thing dw 2.0 is embarrassed Uh. she's just perpetually embarrassed (laughs) I'm the awkward girl. I don't like it. She is. She is a very awkward gal. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, after he leaves, the two ladies go back up to their room, and Mrs. Van Hopper. It she like starts having a cough and everything, and starts feeling ill. Um, Just casually, I'm old in old times. Time for me to cough and be ill and frail. Oh yes, yeah, right you, on cue. I mean, if you Please would. Um, so she spends the next two weeks in bed. Oh um, wow! I know she got influenza. She got COVID. 
Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. if she does, then DW shouldn't be fucking off going out. <laughs> no, she should. Yeah. So, so yeah, tell us what. So she spends two weeks in bed, and DW just spends the rest of the time just fanning around, having a wonderful time. Why in these things do they never have catching illnesses? Like when um Jane in Pride and Prejudice stayed at like the Darcy's house, yeah. or whatever that other guy's name was, and Bingley. like no one catches it. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know about Jane. I think she was just goosing. Um, mm. But I. Goosing. <laughs> so I think she was just goosing, Marsha. Goosing her way. Goose. Being a goose. But I feel like Mrs. Van Hopper, you know, she is quite old and isn't exactly very healthy. You know, she smokes a lot, drinks mm. a lot, eats a lot. Sounds of good, like my kind of gal. <laughs> eats a lot of good food, you know. A lot of cheese, a yeah. lot of dairy. Mm. I want to be Junkino. her lady's maid. I think we'd have a good time. Anyway. I think I'd have a good time. Yeah. If she'd let me have the cheese. None of this cheese for you. We're going to have a fucking problem, you con. I will stab a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me that brief. No. <sighs> Listeners, this morning I realised a sad thing about my life. I woke up, you know, went about my day and everything. And I was wearing like a strappy top. And then I looked in the mirror and I had a piece of dried cheese just stuck to my shoulder. And I was like... <laughs> Sam. <laughs> That is real, my life. That is a real mark of where I am at during this lockdown. As high a <laughs> moment. There is cheese on me. I don't know how long there has been cheese there. <laughs> Hence why I'm washed with curlers in now. I need to feel special. I, I went back in and told James, my boyfriend, about it. And his first question was, did you eat it? <laughs> did you? I'd have eaten it. And I was like, no, no. it was fucking dry cheese. I'd been on there for God knows how long. <laughs> Yeah, that that's gross, man. Yeah. I did have a bath yeah. yesterday, so it can't have been that long. <laughs> still. Floated onto you in the bath. So, um, yeah, Mrs. Van Ho- um, Hopper's gone to bed and a clerk from the hotel comes up and he's like, oh, I've got a note for you, madam, because obviously yeah, Mrs. D.W. answers the door. And so yeah. she's like, oh, sorry, um, Mrs. Van Hopper's ill, but I can take it. And he's like, oh, no, 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 it's for you. And he's, she's like, oh, me? And it's from Mr. De Winter. <laughs> And it's from Mr. De Winter and it says, forgive me, I was very rude this afternoon. Um, yeah, you were. Yeah, you were a bit. Um, and so, like, you know, the next day and everything, she's like, oh, I've kind of got the run of the place today because I don't have... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, I've kind of got the run. What do you know? It's catching. <laughs> so then she spent two weeks in bed. <laughs> well, she was more on the toilet, but... Yeah, the other one had the bed. She was on the lay. Yeah, it was <laughs> so actually a really nice bonding vo- moment for them, to be honest. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, vulnerable. Exactly. I mean, when I mean, if you're not going to bond with someone while you're shitting, when are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, she had the run of the place. She kind of like had a bit more of the run of the place. So she was sort of thinking like, oh, what shall I do and everything? And she's sort of thinking like, oh, maybe I'll take my sketchbook and go and do some drawings around Monte Carlo. That could be nice. Um, so This is why you and Van Hopper don't get on. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I'd be doing, babe. That's not what I'd be doing. Be doing I'll be in the bars, getting them cocktails. Well, she does have a nicer lunch. Oh, that's good. I've really got a craving for the moment to be in the sunshine mm. outside somewhere different than my town uh, with a glass of like crisp white wine. And you know, when you go to like a bar in Europe and they always give you um, ready salted crisps and they're mm. always like bar crisps and that. Yeah. That is my jam. I also can't eat nuts anymore, but I really want some bar peanuts. Um, but you know, I might die. So I'll probably leave those. Want an Ita- probably leave a those. good Italian pizza and a good cocktail. Oh. Like, oh, yeah. 
Oh, so good. Oh my god. <sighs> I want a so lot of good. food. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, she sits down at her table to have lunch and um she kind of clocks that Maxim de Winter's in the um restaurant as well. Um mm. but um and being a klutz, she instantly knocks her water vase over all over the table. Uh, which... Mrs. De Winter 2.0. I know. And so Mr. De Winter rushes to the West Rescue, and as you can imagine, he's a perfect gentleman. Of course. Well, you can't yeah. um, sit at a wet tablecloth, he um, says brusquely. It'll put you off your food. So out of the way. I'm to clean it up. What was the last bit you said? It'll put you off your food. Out of the way. <laughs> If you're like, oh shit, I spilled the water. It's really embarrassing. I'm like, ow, shut up, shut up. Yeah, so that happens. Um, and she, so um, he's then like, come and have lunch with me. And she's like, nah, it's all right, mate. You know, I don't want to cramp your no. style. Um, I'm mortified. Like, and you shouted at me in front of everyone. Yeah. And so that, but then he's like, oh no, please. Like, I, I would like the company. But if you don't want to talk, then we'll sit in silence. Um, and it's like I don't want to sit with you. You're weird. Well, she everything's does, been awkward and terrible. Well, she does want to sit with him because oh. he looks like a. She describes him as looking like a really old painting, and apparently that's sexy. So. Oh my god! The amount of time I got a wide on over the Mona Lisa. I uh, know. Well, I mean, you know what? Dorian Gray had a fucking point. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice thing. It's funny because, like, obviously, the thirties to to us now is like really. It's almost a, it's like ninety years ago getting on. Like, oh my god, yeah, it's just fucking mental. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. She's like, he doesn't. He didn't belong to the modern world. His like dark eyes and hair seemed more like of um. I don't know what she says anymore, but it's you know like of like kind of like those romantic old paintings yeah. and stuff. And it's like renaissance it's not, kind of yeah it's thing. like it's not very modern though is it it's the 30s yeah not really <laughs> I, I was gonna say this reminded me i had a complete like brain fart the other mm. night we were watching um grand designs and they were renovating this old mill and he was like this mill is 700 years old and Ross was like 700 he was like that's like middle ages isn't it and i was like it's the 1900s and um, he was like all oh, right and i was like so it was only in the 30s wait what? <laughs> he was like, what? And I was like, it was the 1300s. We're not even in 1900 yet. No, we haven't got thing. there yet. We're not quite there. Maths is confusing. I was like, the 30s was 700 years ago? <laughs> huh? <laughs> no, the 1300s, roughly. Roughly, roughly. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they sit down um, to lunch together and he apologises again for being rude the other day um, uh. and he says like, oh, it's really kind of you to come and join me for lunch, you know, like being alone, I think, has made me brutish and I could do with the company. Yeah. So they sit down. Um, Are we all going to be brutish after lockdown? Yeah. like... Is this what, like, sorry, lockdown may be a bit weird and a bit of a cunt now. <laughs> I just I, I just have to call shit out now. Um, yeah. So this is where we kind of learn a little bit more about DW 2.0. And so, you know. So I have to call out the fact we're calling her DW makes me think of, like, Arthur. So I'm yeah, like, same. DW! Oh, no! Yeah, <laughs> me too. Intro. Me too. But um, that's why I kind of went with it. thought it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like I DW. I like DW. She's funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she is funny. She is really funny. DW and this is from... not so funny. When you're walking yeah. down the street, 
with everybody Listen that to you the meet, rhythm, rhythm uh, of your heart, and it has an original point of view. Point of view. You get to listen to the rhythm, rhythm of your heart or something. Uh, oh, listen to the beat, the rhythm of the street. <laughs> it's a simple message oh. and it comes from the comes heart. From believe the in heart. yourself, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Oh, that's, that's the, the place, place to, to start. start. And I said, hey, hey, what a wonderful time to be. Get what along a, with so, you and me. And get along with, with each other. other. Hey. Yeah. Hey, so that, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> a little musical intro fun. for you guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, we start to learn a little bit more about DW here. And she tells like, yeah, mm. she's a lady's maid to Mrs. Van Hopper. And she gets paid £90 a year. Um, I don't know how much that is today. Um, I'm guessing it's not great. It's not great. But she does also get to see the world for free. So there is that. <clears throat> oh, that is true. Yeah. To be fair, a lot of like cruise jobs and that kind of thing, like, they're not that well paid, really. No. But you get free board and you get to go see everything. Exactly. So just, you know, side note, guys, if you're thinking about a career change after a lockdown, you want to see more of the world, check your salaries and what you're bringing home. Exactly. But it's usually untaxable. What a fascinating segment. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, useful to someone um, and so, so she also says that both her parents have, are dead they've been dead for a while so she's very much alone in the world so she's quite used to being on her own so it doesn't really phase yeah. her um, she, uh, they also have a discussion about her name and how it's a very interesting yeah. name it came from her father and it's a really interesting name and he really likes it asshole but you know what I think her name is what Nigella because <laughs> it's different came from her father see do you know what I think her name is what? I think her name's Daphne du Maurier and it's a little bit autobiographical. <gasps> oh, I like that twist. Oh, Daf- and Daphne de Winter. It has a nice ring. Oh, Daphne de Winter's lovely. Yeah, that, that is a name. That is someone like, oh, I want to get to know her. Yeah, classy lady. you'd remember that mm-hmm. name. I'm going to change my yeah. name to Daphne de Winter. I couldn't pull off Daphne. It's too silly. Daphne de Winter. I was going to say, I reckon Daphne is one of those names that's coming back. I think it's quite like, cool. You could name a yeah. poodle Daphne. You you, you could. Uh, there's certain names that will never come back, like Ethel. Ethel, that's a good one. I don't know how think of names of people. I was going to say Maud, but I know I used to know Maud. <laughs> yeah, well, you're old. <laughs> you are old, Maud. Yeah, um, I'm trying to. Oh, her sister. No, I won't say her sister's name because um, it'd be too easy to figure out who they are. <laughs> um, we start to learn a little bit more about um, DW. Um, mm. And so, yeah, we start to see how their relationship um, begins and everything. It's all very romantic, I assure you. Um, So he says to her, you take me out of myself, out of despondency and intro and intro intro introspection. Don't hurt yourself. (laughs) It's because I use the um, the dictate thing and it's uh, on Google because I've just switched to using um, Google Docs instead of Word. It is not yeah. as good. This is going to be like, I know it's written phonetically, so if I just trust the process and say it, it will probably sound right. But uh, my God, that, that's not right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he says, you take me out of myself, out of despondency and introspection, both of which uh, have been my bedevils for a year. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> like, that's sexy. I make you talk more. I mean, I'm sure... 
a dog would do the same probably better yeah but <laughs> i mean he is kind of funny as well you know we've got a bond in that's common. also that's such a typical thing of like what do you like about me i like the way you make me feel literally I, I mean, like, he does say nice things later on, which we'll get to in future episodes, but I do think he does... Yeah. It is, it's pretty selfish why he likes her on the whole. Um, he also says, you know, we've got a bond and... We've got a bond in common, you and I. We are both alone in the world. I've got a sister. <laughs> like, thanks, mate. I've got a sister that I don't... But we don't see much of each other and a grandmother whom I, whom I, I pay duty visits to three times a year. But neither of them make for companionship. I shall congratulate uh, Mrs. Van Hopper. You're cheap at £90 a year. Like, you're, you're weird. So then- Also, it's it's a weird, like, uh, dynamic as well. Like, kind of hanging out as mates, but then suddenly, like, oh, you know, I could pay for your company. Ah, oh, you, you made it weird. Yeah. So he's... Oh, a- God, it's like if you... There's nothing wrong with sex work whatsoever. And to be honest, if I was given, like, 50 quid or whatever after, like, you know, a one-night stand with someone, I mean... Probably take it. Um, I would. The next morning, like, money's on the side. Oh. I mean, okay. I mean, there are definitely worse outcomes. I mean, it's like, I mean, you could also, with sex work, you look at it being like, look, rather than being judgy, I'm so good at sex, people pay me for it. Yeah, literally. Like, ain't no fucking judgment there, sister. I was thinking, like, sometimes I like to play um, the devil's avocado with myself to see what, like, people might say to my points you know i was saying the other day about how um uh sorry the the devil's avocado for those who don't know it's like the devil's advocate but more sorry Mm -hmm. devil's avocado yes you have it on toast it's extra crunchy (laughs) um um, but yeah um builders like essentially sell their bodies and i was Mm. like someone might say they sell it with a skill but then you'd be like you don't think sex works skill you don't think it's a skill to have good sex that people want to pay for and come back for you're living in a fantasy world you're living in a fantasy world full of rubbish sex yes so no Anyway. No, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's just sort of like, kind of like, is kind of being a bit cheeky with her now, to which mm. she kind of responds, Ooh. being like, you forget, you have a home and I have none. And it's like, Whoom. instantly Whoom. awkward, as he's clearly not wanting to talk about his life in Mandalay. And um, she feels really embarrassed and everything. But he sort of like has a moment where he's like, well, you know, when like someone like touches on a nerve where you're really not comfortable with, but then kind of regains himself and he's like, and he changes the subject, asking what she's planning to do with her free time. Um, mm. But, you know, there's been like a moment. And yeah. so, so she tells him, oh, I was planning to go into town and, you know, do some sketchings of this particular spot. And he insists on driving her there. Okay, but I don't want you to watch me sketch. It's awkward. Yeah, but she doesn't sketch. I think she might do like a minute and then is like, it is weird. So like, there. There is no sketching going on. <laughs> Sweet Emma Child. They just go for it. I think they stop and they're like, then she's like, oh, the lighting's right. Not right. I don't really want to because it'd be really fucking embarrassing. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, they um, like go for a little drive around and stuff. Um, yeah. They, yeah, they go up like this massive cliff, cliff face and sort of mm. get out of the car and like kind of are looking down over like this press, precipice. Um, mm. And she notices that he's, like suddenly gone a lot colder and more distant and so as they're looking over the cliffs and um she's trying to like kind of fill this kind of like almost awkward silence like where there's like something weird's going on so she says do you know this place Uh, have you been here before 
He looked down at me without recognition and I realised with a little stab of anxiety that he must have forgotten all about me, perhaps for some considerable time. <laughs> he was having a de- <laughs> dementia episode. Do you... Do you have Alzheimer's? Shall I drive? Are you all right, mate? <laughs> um, but yeah, and, um, and that he had lost himself in a labyrinth of his own quiet um, thought that uh, where I did not exist. He had the face yeah. of one who walks in his sleep. And, um, for a mo- and for a moment, the idea came to me that perhaps he was not normal, not altogether <laughs> sane. It's getting late, um, so shall we go home? I said. I'm scared. Um, he turned my little ineffectual remark would scarcely have deceived a child so she's actually like proper scared um, and she's not really hiding it in her voice I had misjudged him of course there was nothing wrong after all for as soon as I spoke the second time he came clear out of his history and I began to apologise and and he began to apologise seeing that I had gone white so I mean I probably wouldn't be going on a second date I'll be honest I wouldn't no so yeah they get back in the car um, and he's like a He's basically like, sorry, that was a bit weird of me. So I was... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Very awful, very awkward. She's like, so you, did that place mean something to you? Like, have you been there before? And he's like, yeah, I wanted to go back and see if it's changed after all these years. But it hasn't. And kind of leaves her mm-hmm. at that and she's like, okay. Okay, you're very broody and mysterious. Yeah. I like it. I think now I would definitely call that out on a date. I don't know if it's different times or we're just very different people. But if someone was like, I've been here before. Well, this is the thing. Like, I mean, this is something that the film doesn't communicate well because it doesn't. It changes it. Um, It's not a massive spoiler, but basically the thing is, like, yes, there's all this sort of like tension around the words Rebecca, Mandley and stuff. So she never asks about them, really. Yeah, she never brings it up either because there is this weird tension. So, and then she's like, you wouldn't tell me anything. And, but yeah, at the same time, she didn't ask. So there is that kind of yeah. vibe as well. That, <laughs> um, you know. You don't get told what you don't ask. Like, I kind of sense there was a vibe, so I left it. Whereas I'm like, well, are you so worried about Mandalay? Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll get on to that. Um, so yeah. they arrive back at the hotel um, and as she goes to get her gloves out of the glove compartment, she picks up a little book of poetry. Um, Mr. De Winter notices and says in a casual voice she can take it and read it if she likes, and she does. Um, so as- oh, back in the days, like, oh, that's just a little book of poetry I carry around with me. Uh, you may take it with you now, like, what's in your glove compartment? Uh, my iPhone. I just go on Instagram when I got ten minutes. You can't have that. <laughs> yeah. I, I need that. I can send you some accounts I like. Are you on Pinterest? Are you on Pinterest? <laughs> some nice boards over there. Yeah. So she's got oh, yeah. this little book. Um. So yeah, their yeah. friendship continues to grow, and she she's growing more and more attached to him and fantasizing about what Mandley must be like, elegant and grand, but not too <laughs> showy and raucous. Um, <laughs> not a raucous house we don't want to be raucous she goes into so much detail being like I imagine it'll be like this and this and this god I'd like to go there um, and it's like it's great um, so yeah she goes back to her little room and she looks through the, the book and um, sees someone has written inside the front cover it says Max mm. from Rebecca 17th of May romantic yeah really romantic um looking at them so she's looking at the name at rebecca and she is kind of reflecting on what mrs van hopper had told her the other day Mm. um and how it all been like this massive tragedy in the papers because she drowned off the bay at mandalay 
Ooh. Quite a vibe. That is a bit traumatic. It is just a little bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Mr. De Winter and DW 2.0 continue to go out for drives. Um, and DW 2.0 is always telling Mrs. Van Hopper that she's practicing tennis every day. Um, oh, so, a tennis partner. Tennis playing. Um, you must be rather good at tennis by now, my dear. Yeah. Well, it's just what she does. She's sort of like, are you still serving underhand? And she's like, no. No, I do a lot of uh, overhand, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, like, some awkwardness with that. Um, yeah. And one day, DW is talking about how she wishes, wishes she could save up all time, all this, all this time together in a bottle, like, scent to keep forever. And Mr. De Winter basically laughs at her. as like, oh, you, what, you silly young thing. What could you possibly want to save in a bottle? Um, uh. And it's kind of like, yeah, teasing her for being young. To which she, she uh. says, I wish, I said savagely, still mindful of his laughing um i wish mm. i was a woman about 36 dressed in black satin with a string of pearls and Ooh. um so yeah and now we learn that he's a fucking pedo um and it because he responds with this you would not be sat in this car with me if you were and stop biting <gasps> those nails they are ugly enough already fucking rude fucking rude and it's like so you like me because i'm a child yes cool. literally I know, did she say 35? 36. He's 42, I'd like to point out. Yeah, like, uh, I don't date women. I like to date children, I'll have you know. Literally. I I will just say, she's not a child. When I read this, because they they only say it, like, towards the end of the book, they say her age. I thought she was, like, legit 17. She's... 20. Then you say that the book goes on over a couple of years, and so maybe no, it goes she... over more years than you're aware of. And they're like, and now I'll say her age because, like, fuck, she's legal now. <laughs> no, because over that point, it's like over six months. So she's like 2021 20, uh, at this point. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's like, that's fucking weird. Mm. 21, 42. It's a big age yeah, gap, mate. Has been... Also, I mean, if you've found a connection of souls and you're both of legal age and you've got a big age gap, whatever, whatever, what the fuck do you have to talk about? What kind of similar references do you have with a twenty, with a twenty-one year, no, an eleven-year age gap? No, a twenty-year age gap. Twenty-year age gap. Twenty-one. Twenty-one-year age gap. Yeah. She's a whole. Wow. There's a whole other one of her in between them. No. It's too so. much. Weird. Um. Well, yeah. This sort of starts to come out. So she's a bit stung by this and. She's, so she's like, why do you keep inviting me out then? Like, it's not like we've got a lot in common. Um, like, I don't really see what you, why, why, why I don't really get it. Um, and I still haven't learned how to serve overhand. Yeah. She's like, well, you know everything there is to know about me now. I don't know anything about you. And he goes, what is it? What do you know about me then? And she says that you live at Mandalay and you lost your wife. Oh. And then it's just like, as the words like, it's, like leave her mouth, it's just like this boom. Like she's like, no, come, come back, come back, come back, come back. But to be fair, as well, I'd be like, because you've given me nothing else. Well, yeah, if exactly. You want me to think different things about you? Fucking share something. Literally, if- it's like your personality is you live at Mandalay and you lost your wife. To be fair, Maxim, that is all you're bringing yeah. to the table. <laughs> Your dead wife is your personality. Literally. So, so yeah, she's feeling really awkward and everything. Um, and yeah, so he doesn't say anything and just keeps on driving and then slows the car down. Now, I'm going to say this now. I'm going to find... Because I, I, I read the whole thing out, but as I've been learning as reading this, the um, dictate thing isn't my friend. 
So we're just going to find the extract in the actual book and we'll read that instead. It's just easier for everyone. So give me a minute to find it because it's a long passage of what he says. So he stopped the car and he says, A little while ago you talked about an invention, he said. Some scheme... Invention? For... Yeah. Okay. Some scheme for capturing a memory. You would like, you told me, at a chosen moment to live the past again. I'm afraid I, ra I think rather differently from you. All memories are bitter and I prefer to ignore them. Something happened a year ago that altered my whole life and I want to forget every phase in my existence up till that time. Those days oh. are finished. They are blotted out. I must be. I must begin living all over again. The first day we met, your Mrs. Van Hopper asked me why I came to Monte Carlo. It put a stopper on those memories you would like to you would like to resurrect. It does not always work, of course. Sometimes the scent is too strong for the bottle and the too strong for me. And then the devil in one, like a furtive peeping Tom, tries to draw the cork. I do that in the I did that the first drive we took together when we climbed the hills and looked down over the precipice. I thought you was gonna say, and sometimes I suppress too many memories. And I'm just hollow. And that's what happened on that walk that first time. I just suddenly realised there was nothing going on inside. And I was like, fuck, I actually need to build, like, you know, some cognitive reactions or something. Like, I, I'm I not okay. I'm not okay. I can't just be a shell. It's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, like, yeah. I am a husk. I am He's just a husk. He doesn't have a lot of personality. Um, mm. So when we climbed the hills and looked down over the precipice, I was there some years ago with my wife. You ask me if uh, it was still the same, if it had changed at all. It was just the same. But I was, thankful to realise, oddly impersonal. There was no suggestion of the other time. She and I left no record. It may have been because you were with me. You have blotted out the past for me, you know, far more effectively than all the bright lights of Monte Carlo. But for you, but for you I should have left long ago, gone on to Italy and Greece and further still, perhaps. You have spared oh, yeah. me all those wanderings. Damn your paranatical little tight-lipped speech to me. Damn your ideas of my kindness and my charity. I asked you to come with me because I want you and your, comp and your company. And if you don't believe me, you can leave the car now and find your way own way home. Go on, open the door and get out. <laughs> I mean, not responsible to drive a lady off into like the middle of nowhere and then say, get out of my car. No. Um, but, but lol, funny. <laughs> so... So, are we vibing right now or are we like hating each other like because it's kind of flirty but kind of scary. It's, i mean you kind of said Hi. that you want me and you want my company and that's nothing to do with anything else you like me for me but um at the same time you told me to get out of your car yeah i'm getting some mixed signals so can we just take a step back and like kind of like you know hunker down what we really want to see literally each other? so she's like so she's like reflecting um in this sign she's like for the love of god don't fucking start crying don't start crying do not start crying. Um, I would start crying oh, I the would. second you're like, Terrible. don't cry. Yeah, and you're also, scary and you shouted. But just, just like any intense situation of like emotions is just stressful, isn't it? Like, this is the thing. Like, I'm not good at confrontation with people because I will just cry. And it's not because mm. I'm upset. It's just, it's very intense. And I don't like it. It's all, all the emotions are flowing and they've got to show themselves somewhere. Exactly. So she's like telling herself like, don't you fucking cry now, love. You've got to hold it together. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I want to go home. So he starts yeah. the car up again and starts driving home and, like, and it's like in silence. Yeah. And then she does start crying and she's like, fucking hell. So she like turns to look out the window, but she's like, I can't wipe my face or anything because then it'll give away that I'm crying. So I've just got to kind of like sit here. Do you bet she's got snotty nose as well? Oh, definitely. So yeah, she's <laughs> silently crying and he's brooding and driving. Oh. And suddenly he goes... 
to hell with this, he said suddenly as though angry. And then he pulled me um, into and put his arm around my shoulder, still looking straight ahead of him, his right hand on the wheel. He drove, I remember, even faster than before. I suppose you are young enough to be my daughter and I don't know how to deal with you, he said. Gross. Ew! So is he literally that moment? I don't know whether to hug you or fuck you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, he's noticed that she's crying, so he's kind of, like, giving her a cuddle, being like, it's all right. But then he had to make it weird by being like, call me daddy. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, we could have just left it... Literally. Literally, like, we could have just left it at, like, I suppose I'm not very good at dealing with people anymore. You could have just said people. Like, I'm sorry I made you cry, it's all right. Yeah. You know, that's what the hug is saying. Why'd you have to make it weird? Yeah. Yeah, why do you have to bring father and daughter dynamics into this? I know, it was just very uncomfortable. So then he goes on to say, um, just forget all I said to you this morning. That everything, um, we won't talk about it again. My family always calls me Maxim. I'd like you to do the same. You've been formal with me long enough. He felt for the brim of my hat and took it off um, and threw it into the threw it over his shoulder onto the back of the seat. Then bent down and oh, he said threw it out of the car. I was like fucking rude. Go get that. I'm not rich like you. <laughs> no, just on the back of the seat. It's all right. And then he bent down and kissed the top of my head. Promise me you will never wear black satin, he smiled. I smiled then, and he laughed back at me, and the morning was gay again, at the mo- and the morning was just a shining thing. And it's just like, I get he's trying to... It's shining through your teary eyes. Yeah, I get he's trying to make light of, like, the whole where this conversation started from. Yeah. But don't tell me what to fucking wear. Yeah, exactly. I wear what I fucking want. And also, he's like, let's, yeah, just be done with it. Like, no, you really fucking upset me. And I think you might be mentally unhinged. Yeah, it's like, and you, take me back. Take me home. You're really scary. But she fucking loves yeah. it because, you know, she's like, I get to call him Maxim. I also imagine she's still got snot all down her face. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think there's a bit later where she talks about having loads of spots on her face. And, like, it's oh, just, no. like... Oh, relatable. Right. Well, yeah, it is relatable. But she's just there, like... Bet Rebecca never had any fucking spots. <laughs> I bet she didn't. I bet she didn't. Rebecca's such a cunt. Um, mm. But yeah, so it's uh, so what I've written here is like, okay, I get that it's a lot of cringe, and I like that he's trying to make a light joke about the black satin and all of that. Mm. But you do fancy a kid, like, yeah. why do you? Why is it that you are particularly attracted to her childish nature? Like, I don't know. It just seems a bit dodgy, mate. <laughs> it just seems a bit dodgy, mate. I just like. I think you need to take a little closer look at what you're saying here now. Literally. So, yeah, back at the hotel and she's, like, back in her room and she's all giddy thinking about how happy she is that she gets to call him Maxim like they're equals. And then she picks up the little poetry book and reads the inscription again, Max, from Rebecca. And then Mm. she's thinking about, like, how... Rebecca called him Max, which is casual and easy and, you know, familiar, really familiar. And very calm. And she's like, and I have to call him Maxim. So she doesn't like that. No, that, but then again... But then like, again, also, if well, Rebecca was his wife for years. You have only known him a week. Was his wife for years. And also, maybe, like, you know, he preferred being called Maxim. Yeah, he and, does. And, like, she was always, like... He doesn't like being called Max. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't have a right. I'd be like, that's what she called him. Yeah. Like, I'm sure me and Ross have, like, pet names for each other. And if we were to break up, we'd never call, like, new partners by that. Because it'd be fucking weird. Well, it, to be fair, if, like, you know, say, yeah, like, your pet... Obviously, I mean, Max is our dad's name, so this is going to come out weird. But if you were dating uh, someone called Maxim and your pet name for them was Max, 
It'd be weird to start dating John and call him Max. <laughs> it would be. But then, yeah, if you were dating John and his ex always called him Johnny and he was like, oh, yeah, only she called me that. It was just like a thing. Like, I'm going to call you John. I'm going to call you John. <laughs> exactly. Like it's, But, you know, at the same time, she's she's a bit of a silly sausage, so she gets upset about weird yeah. things. It's this thing, I suppose, she's always, like, comparing herself to the to original Mrs. De Winter. But, like, yeah. don't compare yourself. Just be you and hold your yeah. own Yeah, I mean, there's so much, like, self-destruction in this, which is more we'll get into, mm. like, in later episodes of, like, what she thinks mm. of herself, which is really sad. Um, mm. So now Mrs. Van Hopper is, is all better, and so and she tells that Mrs. De Winter that she's bored of Europe and they're going to America in the Born morning. Now. Literally. So she's <laughs> like, I've booked... So we're, we're booking the morning train and we're going to be out of here tomorrow morning and we're going to New York. And she's a bit like... <gasps> Which I love him. Um, but she doesn't say any of this to Mrs. Um, Van Hopper. So she's yeah. like very busy that evening, like getting all their stuff ready. Mm. And the next morning she's like up, she's worried that she's not going to get a chance to say goodbye to Maxim. So oh, gosh. she mentioned, he, she remembers like in passing once where he mentioned, not in a weird way, because it sounds weird, but he did tell her yeah. where his room was, but more in just sort of like a, oh yeah, I get a view from like the sixth floor. Um, of the mm. sea or whatever, you know, it's not in like a yeah. come to my room later. Amazing night view of my dick up on the sixth floor. If you ever wanna, <laughs> if you're frequent that way. Yeah. So she knows where his room is, <laughs> but not in a weird way. I mean, maybe in yeah. a weird way. He's a dodgy guy. He's yeah. attracted to kids. Um, yeah, he's got real father daughter vibes. Yeah, he's mm. he's he's really great. Um, mm. So yeah, she runs up to his room, knocks on his door, and he like calls out like, "Oh, come in" and everything. And she comes in, and he's like midway through shaving, and he's like. Are you okay? And she's like, you're leaving. And I didn't think I'd get to say goodbye to you. And I woke up and it was really emotional. And he's like, all right, calm down. Like, get over it. He's like, it's all right. Why don't you take I a I don't seat? even know your name, mate. It'll become very apparent when I write a book about it. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to call this book about you after my last wife. Yes. Like, bye. okay. It was great getting to know you, kids. Take it easy. Like, bye. Um, bye then. So he's like, okay, give me two minutes to, you know, go wash my face and get dressed and shit. Mm. Um, and a shit. And two a minutes. Shit. I'm very efficient. I'm very efficient. <laughs> I like to get in and get things done. Like, that doesn't like bode well for me. <laughs> no. Why do you think that's what a woman wants to hear? I heard it as I said it. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Yeah, I'd rather hope you're longer. You last longer than a minute. It's, uh, it's depressing. <laughs> It's the 1930s. It's uncouth for you to talk about your pleasure. I'll last a minute if you're lucky. Like, well, I think I'm going to leave now because now that I know that's all you're good for, I'm not interested anymore. You know, this was the closure I needed. I'm off to the States. Bye. Bye. Um, So yeah, he goes and gets ready and then starts having breakfast with her. And she is, and he's like, do you want anything? And she's like, no. I mean, I, I don't know what part you didn't get. I'm literally leaving in like 10 minutes. Like, yeah time is kind of of the essence here and he's like alright alright um, but to be fair he does sorry know. it's the one because I kind of think I know what's coming but it's the kind of arrogance and confidence not only of white men but of the fucking rich of like I have money I don't have to worry about time literally he's such a prick but he does make me laugh so mm. he said and he says so, Mrs. Van Hopper's had enough of Monte Carlo and now she wants to go home so do I her to New York and I to Mandalay which mm. would you prefer? You can take your choice. And she's like, eh? 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 And he's like, um, 
And she's like, oh, it's not funny to joke about such things. Don't, can't you tell I'm upset? And he's like, oh, if you think I'm the kind of, if you think I'm one of those people who tried to be funny at breakfast, you are wrong. I'm invariably <laughs> ill-tempered in the early morning. And I'm like, to be fair, mate, same. <laughs> I never joke before breakfast. <laughs> that so is a great line. It is a great line. I don't joke before <laughs> breakfast. I'm hungry. Like, yeah. same, to be fair, honestly. So, yeah. So yeah. I will have an egg on reflection. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, so he asks again, like, which one would you prefer to call your home? And she's like, so you're asking me to come to Mandley with you as your secretary? And he says, I'm asking you to marry me, you little fool. Oh, I thought that line might be from this, but I wasn't 100%. Yeah. Oh, Romantic. Again, nice. So obviously, full did full have more punch back then. So is that kind of like saying you dickhead or you can't (laughs) in modern language, or is it still full? Well, I I mean, it's the fact it's little full. Do I mean like if if like Roscoe said like oh you silly fool, it would it's something about you little fool. It's like don't you be fucking bringing my size into this. Yeah, <laughs> you this bastard. Um, it's so, de- yeah, so like again, diminishing. If, I'm aware I call my boyfriend a tiny little man because <laughs> he's very tiny and it's very funny. But if I was like, you know, being bitter and I was like, you tiny little person, like then it's little, the little would be very yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, hmm. it's. I think we can all agree it's not very romantic. Yeah, I haven't got butterflies, I'll be honest. And and that's kind of where she is with this. She's like, I've just been proposed to. And it wasn't very romantic. In fact, he insulted me. Uh, (laughs) If anything, it was kind of mean. Sounds like me if I was to propose. (laughs) To be fair, I mean, yeah. I mean, I have no... Yeah, funny. Um, Mm. And so at this point, he's sort of like, my suggestion doesn't seem to have gone too well. I'm sorry. I rather thought you loved me. What a fine blow to my conceit. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm before breakfast, so, you know, I can't really have energy for any of this conversation. On the one hand, I'm like, Maxim, you're such a massive cunt. But on the other hand, I'm like, Mm. you are funny, though. (laughs) This is the thing, though, like, you're funny. I want to be aware of you in my life and the skirmishes you get into. I don't want to be in your life. Yeah, it's like, it's like I enjoy reading about you. You are entertaining. Mm. Um, Have you thought about having a yearly newsletter? <laughs> I think they do, the man, the, the Mandalays, the, um, the De Winters. Um, oh, but good, she, I'm glad. But she responds, I do love you. I love you dreadfully. You've made me very unhappy and I've been crying all night because I thought I should never see you again. <laughs> oh, very full of love. I know. So she, so he's like, all right. So yeah, he continues to kind he's of. Like, all right, calm all right, down. Calm down. Um, so yeah, he continues to like kind of tease her in this way. Um, yeah. And he's like, oh, don't worry. Like, you'll see the funny side of this, you know, when you're 36, dressed in black satin and wearing pearls. See, I do listen. I do listen. And to be mm. fair, that is quite funny. Yeah. Um, and she still doesn't laugh. So this is just fucking weird. He goes, gosh, I'm being rather a brute to you, aren't I? This isn't your ideal, yeah. your idea of a proposal. We ought to be in a conservatory. You in a white frock with a rose in your hand and a violin playing a waltz in the distance. <laughs> and I should make violent love to you behind a palm tree. You would feel better. <laughs> violent love? No, thank you, sir. I know and then he's like you you would feel you would have been getting your money's worth poor darling what a shame never mind we'll honeymoon in Venice but we won't stay there long because I want to show you Mandalay I'm so fucking weird uh, you've just said a lot of information with a lot of different moods and emotion and 
Again, it's very early. You might not be able to joke, but I can't grasp obscure concepts before breakfast. And evidently, you've proved you can joke. You've made, you've tickled me at least three times. Yeah, exactly. Which shows you're a liar. <laughs> shows, and I don't like liars. <laughs> get out. I'm going to America. But it's my room. We'll still get out. Get out. And how are you going to go to America whilst you're still in the room? Shut up. Oh, shut We've up, We've been in lockdown too long, and it's too silly. <laughs> he is silly. Um, so, yeah. They're engaged, and Maxim's really weird. Um, <laughs> Take away from that. Do we see the reaction of Van Hopper? Yes, we're going into that. Okay. So yeah, now they're going downstairs and everything, and like, oh, we should probably go tell Mrs. VH. <clears throat> Seeing as she probably wants to leave. <laughs> She's been ringing the front desk like, where the fuck is she? <laughs> Where's my servant? The taxi's here. <laughs> so um, they go back to Mrs. Van Hopper's room, and she kind of like... Go and like so she sort of answers the door to them together and she's like all right um and um maxim is the one to talk to her which is a bit weird but also he does ask he's like do you want me to tell her and she's like yeah if you would please and she's like okay to be fair i think i'm such a cop out with confrontation and stuff i'm like you do it yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) to be fair yeah yeah so they have a conversation. So while Mrs. Um, Van Hopper and Maxim are chatting, um, DW goes back into her room to like get her last. Also, stuff. Van Hopper like fucking fists Maxim. He could like literally be coming like, oh, I got a bit hungry at breakfast, so I actually ate your servant. <laughs> like, well, you know what? That's what they're good for, isn't it? <laughs> to be fair, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Maxim's dealing with that, um, yeah. and. Yeah, she's gone into her room and she's sort of reflecting, being like, oh, I missed a bit out. <gasps> no, this bit's great. <gasps> Hang on. Yeah. Uh, let me find Hang it. on, everybody. Before they get to Mrs. Van Hopper's room, he he yeah. asks her, do you mind um, when you marry me? You don't want like a treasure, do you? Or any of that nonsense? Because the whole thing can be you easy. You don't want a what? A, a treasure? Tre- yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a fancy French word. <laughs> I was really hoping we were going to pick up on that bit. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I tried to use the dictate and it was just like, you want a trouser? Like, maybe. Um, no. Oh, well, I, I, I imagine, I like to imagine De Winter 2 doesn't know what it is either. And she's like, no, I don't want a treasure. It means a lovely wedding with all your friends and family. Ah, shit. Well, basically, because <laughs> yeah, he goes, so you don't want a treasure or any of that nonsense because the whole thing can be so easily arranged in a few days over a desk with the license and then off in the car to Venice or wherever you fancy. And she says, not in a church, not in white with bridesmaids and bells and choir boys. What about your relations and all your friends? Just to say, the only reason she specifies his friends and relations is because she don't got none. So She's more. not got any family? No, they're all dead. What happened? Flu. <laughs> <laughs> That flu epidemic, it was woozy. <laughs> it was woozy. Um, we really should have had more precautions, you know, following that with the yeah. whole corona thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she's an only child who both her parents are dead and I guess she didn't make many friends at school. So she is very lonely. Yeah. That is kind of like very awkward. part of the point is that she doesn't really have anyone. So Maxim does become like her entire life. I feel like he's um, groomed a vulnerable person. Yeah, though. 100%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's like, this is she's like oh not in a church not in white and with bridesmaids and labels and choir boys and he goes you forget i've already had that sort of wedding before oh good for fuck who okay slight tangent um so my boyfriend's parents they've got um a fair age gap and um he uh 
my boyfriend's dad Dave was married before mm-hmm. and so um, got together with Marie and he was like personally I didn't really want kids because I had two boys from my first marriage I'd already done that but at the end of the day you don't get married to someone a lot younger than you when they want to have that experience in life and take that away from them so yeah. I was like I realized very early on if I wanted to have Marie I had to have children and I wanted Marie in my life. So we had children because, you know, it's really selfish for me to yeah, take that away so from her. Yeah, so selfish. And, you know, if I really didn't want children, then I would have had to have broken it off with Marie. And so he's like, and, you know, it was like one of the best decisions I ever had because um, he actually quite likes my boyfriend, his son. What, what do you know? God knows why. Um, God knows why. I have <laughs> no idea, but, you know, he you does. Know, um, but yeah, this is the thing. Like, if you're going on to your second marriages, you can't be like, "Well, I've done it all, love." Then get with someone who else who doesn't either want either want the experience or who is also on their second marriage. Literally, because like, then she just responds being like, "Oh no, of course, yes, it's silly to have all that. Yeah, that's fine." But like, because this all happens so <laughs> that's quickly, fine. she sure doesn't. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Haven't really had mm. time to process it to tell you the honest truth. Um, mm. So yeah, then he goes in to chat to Mrs. Van Hopper and she's in her room. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, now they're talking and DW is getting like her last minute things together and reflecting on how unromantic this all is. He hasn't even kissed her <sighs> yet or told her he loves her. It's a bit weird. Um, I don't like it. It's like when you go and like explain something to your friends and then you realise like either you haven't got a leg to stand on. Okay, it's like other tangent because this was quite funny. Mm. Um, I was on a camping trip with my mate and she was complaining about her girlfriend. And then we were like, we were all really drunk. Like, just fucking call her. Just call her and say it's not fucking on, all right? Just fucking lay into her. fucking on. And then she called her up and she was like, I've got a fucking problem with you. Like that other day when you did that and she was like, at the time you seemed like you were in a mood and I asked if you were okay. How am I meant to sort these things out if you don't tell me what's going on because I tried to talk to you and you wouldn't communicate with me and she just looked at me like what the fuck do I say to that and I was like I don't know that made a lot of sense mate (laughs) we are in over our fucking ends we've we've been off more than we can chew she's got a fucking point I'm not used to like you know dating women I didn't know she was going to bring fucking logic to the table (laughs) like I'm used to dating men who just are like oh they're easy to run circles around Jesus yeah. Christ hang up hang up hang up hang up, hang up. abort 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 <laughs> um, so. but yeah it's literally a thing like you'd go to him and being like he proposed he proposed oh tell me how he did it well he he kind of made fun of me and then didn't insulted even me. give me a kiss or anything and then told me we couldn't have a nice wedding I hate on him. reflection I think I hate him like, yes, mate, I would too. He sucks. <laughs> it sounds like a right ticket. Yeah, so she's kind I've of... I've got an idea. Get the tickets for Venice and then don't show up to Wendy. We'll just go to Venice. Yeah, we'll just go to Venice and have a few time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine if Mrs. Van Hopper was a legend and said this. It'd be so good. Oh, it'd um, be such a different book. It'd be amazing. It'd be so good. So, yeah, but um, as she's sort of, like, thinking this, she is still like, I'm sure he just hasn't had the time yet. I'm sure it'll all be different once we're married. Um, no, healthy. Sweetie. No. Um, but then she kind of feels like this weird, like, almost like someone's watching her in, like, this unfriendly presence. And she notices that the... Um, and it's Maxim in the doorway. <laughs> yeah. Can you leave? I'm already kind of on the fence about this whole engagement thing. No, he's You're not making it easier. Literally. Well, but you are. I'm breaking it off. You're literally. Weird. You're scary. Um, but she notices that the um, the book is open with um, Rebecca's signature on it. And she's like, she feels uh, like Rebecca's like watching her. And she's like, uh, fucking creepy. So she rips Christ. the page out and burns it. And she's like, I feel better fair. now that's gone. Yeah, fair. <laughs> it was, it like, was really creepy. It was a bit weird. That's that's cool though. What, so, yeah. What's the line in Insidious? Like, it's not your house that's haunted. It's, it's your son. You. Like, it's, 
It's not yeah, the, it's not Mandalay that's haunted. It's Maxim. To be fair, <laughs> accurate. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers! I thought it was a ghost. Um. So yeah. Uh, so yeah then he's like kind of comes in like oh it's all settled with mrs van hopper um she asks if she can say goodbye to you i'm gonna go like start getting shit ready see ya mm. and she's like okay um so goes out to see mrs vh um and so again from the film maybe i'm just too nice to mrs vh but this is mm. not how i interpret it because in the film she pretty much screams at her being like you'll never make him happy and oh it's a, wow it's a bit harsh <laughs> um but in this she's more just sort of like oh so that's all quite hurried um mm. he's a lot older than you um and no offense but i don't think you're up to it See, even though she shouted at her in the film, I still got the vibe that she just had no social tact, was a bit hurt like by the whole thing, a bit spiteful. But that was like the underlying thing. Yeah. And it reminds me of, was it Aphrodite when she, um, she made Medusa? And everyone mm. was like, oh, it was a punishment Athena. because she had... Athena, yeah, because she um, had sex in her temple. And it was like, no, she was raped in her temple. So she gave her like the ultimate gift to protect her from all men. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, there is that. But like... I was, Sorry if anyone, if that was confusing because I didn't give enough detail. So yeah, Medusa was raped in the temple by a load of men and then the idea was she was punished by being turned into a gorgon. So whenever a, a person looked upon her face or a man looked upon her face, they'd be turned to stone and she had a hair, hair and, full of snakes. Yeah, but it's then, like this idea that, you know, she had to be punished for having had sex and it's like, no, that's really fucked up because she was raped. Like, why yeah, are you and so like, actually, complete victim blaming? Yeah, the feminist reading of it is like, no, um, Athena was like, they'll never fucking touch you again. You'll turn them to stone. Yeah, you'll fucking win. Kill the bastards! Yes! Kill Kill the the bastards! bastards. (laughs) (laughs) So so, anyway, that's that's, the kind of, yeah, more reading I had. Yeah, and I do get that vibe as well, that she, I mean, she, yeah, has no social tact, and, like, Mm. obviously, you know, when you're young and in love and your mate or, you know, your maiden aunt, I suppose it would be the simile here, does kind of come to you and be like, I don't think it's going to work, sweetie. You just don't want to hear it, and you're like, no, I love him, it's all going to be great! But she is like, look, like, no, to ha- to be his wife, you do have to have like a lot of responsibility. You're going to have to do a lot of entertaining, a lot of organizing yep. of entertaining events. And uh, to be honest, you hate that. So it's not just becoming his wife because he's like going back to Mandalay, which is like an events venue essentially. Like yeah. you're also going into business together as his event partner, and you've never run a venue before. Yeah, <laughs> so. and it's like, and also Rebecca did it really well. So you yeah. are going to have some pretty big shoes to fill, which is a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's kind I of saying that. I bet also as well, she'd be like, you've got some big shoes to fill, but I'm going to do some problematic thinking. Her shoes were actually smaller because you got feet and they're kind of bag. <laughs> kind of bag. So yeah, at this <laughs> point, like, um, DW is just like, oh. Ah. 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 And by the way, bitch. Fuck you. Basically. Funny. Anyone um, else getting the reference? miss kelly anyway so um just before she leaves to be like well i don't take your advice i love him and we're going to be very very happy together look for our christmas card um (laughs) does she say that i can't remember if she says it but she does think about how she'll probably have to write her a christmas card in the future from mr and mrs de winter Mm, so she's thinking, she is thinking it um but just as she's leaving mrs van hopper is like of course you know why he's marrying you don't you um, you haven't flattered yourself into thinking he's in love with you. The fact is, 
It's he's um got that empty that em- big old empty house got on his nerves to such an extent he nearly went off his head. He admitted as much before you came into the room. You just he just can't go on living there alone. That's not very kind. Probably true. But at the same time, probably bit true. true. Bit true. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking harsh. Yeah, and I think truth hurts. I think after all these conversations. The thing that we've mainly established is that you need to step back, have a breather, get to know each other. Don't be rushing into yeah. anything. I mean, by all means, go to Venice. It sounds lovely. But, yeah. You know. Go have a holiday in Venice. But also, I then wouldn't get married. If Venice goes well, still don't get married because, well, you're obviously going to have a good time when you're on holiday and you've got mm. all nothing but chill. Like, you know? And also, you're not just marrying him. You're marrying his lifestyle, it seems. So you'd be like, well, I've got to come see yeah. this Mandalay place first. And from what I've heard, she's gonna, she would have got there in 10 minutes like... <laughs> It's not for me. <laughs> oh, no, she fucking loves Mandalay. There is this other little oh. bit when she... Because, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, Mandalay is, like, a well-known stately home in yeah. England. Like, it's not just a house. Um, She bought, like, a postcard when she was five of Mandalay. Like, because that was, like, really pretty. And she was like, oh, it's almost like it's fate that I should meet him and become Wait, Mrs. De Winter. wasn't she before, like, imagining... I imagine it's like this, like this. You know what it's fucking like, your tits. Well, yeah. Well, she knows what it looks like from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you'd never seen it. Oh, not much. Not much. It's that I know the drawing room's over there. <laughs> it's like when you stalk people on social media now before a date and you're like, well, I, what's that song by that Marsha Belsky yeah, person? Like, like, and I know that your uncle just died. I'm sorry about that, babe. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I learned about you, far too much about you too soon. Like, I know the exact date you stopped being happy. Your posture changed. <laughs> You should know this much about people yeah. before being shown. You shouldn't know this much about that. So, I mean, they say yeah. that with like celebrities, don't they? They're like, people talk to me like we've been best friends for years and like tell me like they had really like yeah. darkest secrets and like facts about their life. And I'm just there like, cool. Karen, was it? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously because they Awkward. feel they've got that connection and it's like, that's great. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> They also say that, um, like, as well. That's why celebrities can kind of, like, exploit dating situations. Like, mm. you feel like you've already got this connection. And uh, what was it, like, Russell Brand? He was like, you just, like, go into a venue and then people, like, want to have sex with you. And as a sex addict, that's a real problem. Because <laughs> like, I will do it. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks. Right. Cheers. Well, well, anyway. I think we'll leave it there for today. So she's going to go marry Maxim and they're going to go to Venice. Yep. And uh, there is foreboding uh, issues uh, presenting themselves. There are. There are many issues. And I want the different story when Van Hopper was a fucking ledge. And I want the book Island Hopping with Van Hopper. Van Hopping. Van Van Hopping Island. Exactly. There's a title there somewhere. I'll think about it. It would be a great (laughs) read, to be fair. I mean, to be fair, I actually really enjoyed this book. I thought it was was thrilling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited to read Jamaica in. Oh, I want to read Jamaica in. Okay. No, you read it and then you tell me about it. And I want it to be spooky. Anyway, guys. I don't know um, the story. I, guess I, should do I the... don't know if it is spooky. I hope it is. Yeah. What if it's like not spooky at all, but then it's set in this um, inn and they're like just weirdly in other news, it's also really, really haunted. I mean, I don't really know if I believe in ghosts. I don't know. Oh, there are all these things to all find out. All the questions. Anyway. Guys, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today and want to keep up with what we're doing, make sure you're following us on socials. Just put us in on all the socials, right? Unclassical. We shall pop up. Uh, if you've really enjoyed it, check out our Patreon. You can, like, 
subscribe and like pretty much get everything for like, I think it's $2 a month. So what's that in like pounds? Like 160? I don't know. How badly are we doing at the moment? 140? Something like that. So a month? That's like nothing, guys. And uh, yeah, that then you won't get posted things, I'll be honest with you. But there's loads of extra content and stuff a lot on there. there. So, it's very cool. Yeah, so get over there, check it out. We really appreciate it. And also, we do quite a lot of content over there. So, you know, you know, it's worth checking out. It is worth it. And uh, we'll see you. Well, you'll hear us next week. Bye! Bye! For fuck's sake. Bye.